everybody, this is Mark, and this is the Mark the Middle Podcast. Hope everybody's doing good, and hope you're having a good week. Um, if you've never been with us before, what we do is uh, I do this when I'm running, and I get to talk to myself. So this is the one way that I don't have to feel that I'm insane. See, if I talk to myself and I'm recording in something, it means that uh, I have not, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, pi- I'm a podcaster. <laughs> But if I talk to myself, then, you know, people make, you know, that's a whole different set of issues. So anyway, um, hope everybody is uh, doing great. And uh, this podcast is made specifically for people that really don't fit into groups and who don't mind listening to something like this in the background. Usually people, I'm sure, would fast forward this because when you run, I do this while I'm running too. When you do it when you run... It's a little hard to hear. Sometimes I'm breathing heavy and uh, not the most pleasant thing to listen to, even with the uh, pretty background music I put when I publish this. But it is live when I'm doing it. And I talk about a, a kind of a wide range of subjects from entrepreneurial stuff to business stuff. And uh, anyway, who knows? Maybe it'll catch on and I'll make, uh, I'll make 20 bucks. How cool would that be? <laughs> anyway. Um, All right, as I begin my run today, um, what I'd like to talk about, which I thought might be kind of interesting, is about business models. And um, I know some people who listen to this are starting businesses, or they're either starting businesses, or they are... uh, thinking about starting businesses or they have a side hustle or whatever and uh, I was talking to somebody about this yesterday and I asked a question I said what is the best business model that you know of and that's a very broad question right it's a very it's kind of a tough question to to answer because everybody, you know, right away you go to the company, right? And you say, okay, let's think about the big guys, right? Apple, Google. And you think about Amazon, right? It's a, uh, Jeff, Jeff Bezos is a pretty smart guy, right? Very driven. And sometimes I wonder, I'm going to go off the path a little bit as, uh, as the person I was talking to mentioned uh, Amazon. And you start asking yourself the question, did, was he that intuitive, right? He said the everything store, was he really that? I, I guess how defined was he in his business model when he started? Or was it a combination of changes and pivots? They got him to a place that he had, he was big enough, right? He had critical mass. They just kind of evolved into it. Now, from what I've read and what I've heard, AWS, Amazon Web Services, 
came about because he needed the infrastructure for his everything store. Right? He wanted to sell everything, starting with books. And in order to do that, you need an online platform, right? So he starts building the infrastructure. Eventually, you find out those costs hurt you. And a lot of businesses find that out. You're hosting with somebody else. You, uh, but that eats into your cost. In order to be competitive, you have to own that infrastructure. And that's what he, that's what he did, right? How do I own the servers? <clears throat> Software. And now here's the big thing. And this is really what he'll be known for. Cloud services, right? I have it. You want it. Pay monthly. Pay for my space that I'm using anyway. I'll give you a part of it. You don't own it. But you got to use it. You get to use it. Pretty brilliant. Because at the end of the day, the shared economy, you know, like, uh, and I, I know where we're going, right? What's the best business model? But think about Uber, right? Same way. I have a car, I'll share it with you. Airbnb, I have a house, I'll share it with you. Um, Jeff Bezos, I have a server, I have an online store, I'll share it with you. Now, Pretty incredible, but it's no longer bleeding edge, right? Tons of e-commerce platforms from Shopify to Facebook has a marketplace. Talking about TikTok having a marketplace. And who knows, you know, the funny thing is you might have a TikTok or a Shopify that's hosting their platform on AWS, right? Amazon. So they're charging you a monthly subscription called Software as a Service. And they're turning around and paying Amazon a monthly fee. That's SaaS. Not ass, ass. So, the whole world revolves on monthly costs. So it's a pretty good business model, right? So, not only does he get to build his everything store, or has built it to be one of the richest guys in the world or in the country, 
but he gets to uh, use his own infrastructure. Every time he spends a dollar to buy a new server, a new router, a new building, he can sell that again and again and again and charge somebody a monthly fee. Now, once again, I'm running, so hoping you can bear with me here. First mile, as I always say, sucks. I hope you get out there and do something active today. It's tough. Certain days. Anyway. Is that the best business model? Now I'm going to give you a prediction. And who knows. But we're seeing Microsoft, right? 50% increase in revenue in their cloud services. Google, Amazon. But how do they make their money? You know, we know it's recurring, right? It's that bill like we just talked about. But it's held by such a few number of companies. And at what point does it become anti-competitive, right? So I've talked about this before, but if I have a store and I have it on Amazon, I can't even get all my customers' data because I'm using their platform. An example of uh, AWS, once again, Amazon. The uh, social media company Parler, right? They started coming under all the scrutiny during the Trump administration, they shut it off, right? But where are they gonna go? Google shuts off. So you got Amazon, Google, Facebook, you know? I haven't heard much from Trump lately, and it's not because they're not talking, it's because he's not broadcasting. He's not getting people. And that's a scary thing. And I've seen this when I did some consulting for an Amazon company. The company was selling on the, uh, it's called Fulfillment by Amazon. A company that, you know, brings stuff over in China, does some slight modifications, sticks it in an Amazon warehouse and sells it, right? 90% of their business is uh, using Amazon's platform. And I'm telling you, they don't get that deal today. They don't get that Cyber Monday or they don't get the Black Friday deal. It can sink a business. That's a lot of power.
at the same time, Amazon has their own products. They can find your products doing pretty well. That's one mile, by the way. And come up and compete against you. Create their own product. They know all the reviews. They know all the customers. They know how to target. They have their own online, online store because you're using it. Now you've got a competitor. And a brand, right? It's a scary time because uh, the cloud is great, right? But it also could be the worst thing. So going back to my prediction, when you hear about the term hybrid cloud, I think a lot of companies may go back and may move in that direction or even move completely back. And the main thing is having control, control of your data. I heard Netflix at one point, I don't know, maybe three years ago or so, up to three years ago, hosted all their movies on Amazon, on AWS, right? Now you have a company Amazon with their movies, their studios, you got your competitor using your servers. You're analyzing their stream, their data stream, how many people are downloading and where. Why do you have to do that? Because with AWS, you need to make sure that that data gets to the customer as fast as possible. That movie needs to get to the customer with no buffering. Or sorry, a little, little delay, a little lag, right? So they have to know where those movies are being downloaded. So herein lies the problem. Pretty easy to understand. So great business model for Amazon. I talk to developers quite a bit. Very few don't start off with AWS as part of the discussion. So you know what I did? I uh, I have my uh, hosting at Google Cloud. Yeah, it's not much better. Same stuff. But once again, very few players that control your voice. I'm sorry, they don't control your voice. I can still do this podcast, right? Because this company publishes it out. But if they didn't publish it out, then the chances of anybody ever hearing it would be nil. So it's tough to put your 
business hat on and then put your consumer hat on. So as a consumer, you don't care, right? I want to sit on my couch and I want to watch an Amazon movie or a Netflix movie. And I don't care who hosts it. All I care about is it's fast. But the business person is going, well, I'm not just watching a movie. This is my livelihood. Does that make sense? So what is the best business model? I know. Find a company and compete with Amazon. See, it's... Uh... And here's the thing. There will always be David and Goliath stories. We love them, right? It's the entrepreneur. It is David with a slingshot, taking down the giant with a, with a rock and a slingshot. But let's say Goliath is now 10,000 feet tall. And just his foot alone would crush David wherever he stands. How do you compete against that? And all of his troops. Let's say there's 10,000 other Goliaths and they're all 10,000 feet tall. At some point, you go, you know what? What do I do? So, where am I going with this? If you have incredible VC money, private equity money, or a heck of a lot of rich family, where do you spend your money? And I think what's happening, I'd love to hear different, is that it's, maybe it's no longer building the everything store. because it's already there. Is the, is the new model, get the money, build up the infrastructure, create brand as much as you can, get enough revenue, but not so much that everybody says it's a bad business model. And then sell to the big guy. And that's what happens. It's like uh, Facebook and Instagram. I mean, you saw Zuckerberg talking. Come on. It's business. The free market. And... If they didn't sell, 
Facebook has every resource available to compete. So, is this a free market? Is this capitalism? We keep talking about this, but so I know I'm going off of the uh, the topic of the perfect business model, but who's the only one that the big guys are scared of? The government, right? The government. They're the only ones who can step in and regulate and break them up. At the same time, all these companies are saying, our people are saying, oh no, the government can't do that. That's not their job. That's a free market. They're going to screw up the balance of capitalism in the free market. Let what happens happen. So, is it true that things eventually, just like Sears was known as the big behemoth, will eventually they get snuffed out? Well, eventually new technology make Amazon obsolete. I'm sure every generation or every 10, 15 years when there's a shift, people say, that'll never happen. They'll take over the world, regulate it. And it does, it changes. So, This is why we need to really start defining the words in our mental dictionary. For politics and for business. And I've talked about this before, but it's a big deal for me. If everybody doesn't understand it, or most people don't understand the definition, you cannot... Uh, talk about it intelligently. Now, I hear the word during the campaign, you know, Bernie Sanders and talking about the Biden administration, socialism, right? Everybody will tell you I'm always that person to look it up. Right? Even if I know it, I look it up. Not just Wikipedia, right? I look it up in a lot of different places. But and you see socialism, communism, you see words that are thrown out in the definition. I'm on mile three. And you remember what do you hear together becomes associated. So, one thing that I uh, threw out there in a discussion I had recently is I 
looked at the term mixed coast, mixed capitalism or social capitalism. And there's actually definitions for those terms. And basically what it means is that no one in the United States, I don't think, wants socialism, right? They don't want somebody to control every aspect of their lives. That's the beauty of America, right? A system of government that allows people to speak, allows businesses to start, and a certain amount of hands-off. But just like a lot of things in life, my father taught me this, not usually black or white, usually a lot of gray, right? It's always a lot. Hey everybody, for the second week of February, this is Mark and this is the Mark the Middle podcast. Hope you're doing well. Hope everybody enjoyed uh, the Super Bowl, lackluster. Um, you know, I used to follow football quite a bit and uh, I don't as much anymore. I don't know why. I don't know. After a while, you know, as much as, you know, I know people love Tom Brady, if you follow football at all. I don't know if I want to see him win again. And he won, but won pretty handily. But you always like the commercials. You like the food. You like all the fun stuff that goes along with it. But I think most people who do the Super Bowl or watch the Super Bowl, it's almost kind of a... The next Halloween, right? And a little bit different during, uh, as my son says, COVID times. Anyway, I'm running a little bit late today, and this is the Mark the Middle podcast. It's an independent podcast for thoughts, and hopefully it's good clarity as far as being able to hear me. And uh, what I do is I run my three miles. Hopefully you're getting off your Botox today and doing something active. And um, you do your workout, and guess what? I get to do mine. I get to talk during it, and you know it makes my workout go a lot, go a lot faster. So I got to go get my phone fixed at 10. So I figured I'd start a little later today, get some work done in the morning. And uh, all right, so let's see what to talk about today. Two topics. One, I'll start with. And the topic is called putting it all away. A lot of people say, and I don't know if the uh, audio is going to be good here, but a lot of people say when you come home, you put it all away. And it's really funny. I see a lot of shows. And people are so bored. I think about that episode of Breaking Bad where he's blowing up his suit. Remember, they move into the new meth lab. And he blows up the suit and he dances around because he's got nothing else to do. 
I don't think I've ever had that happen to me. Where I've actually sat around and had nothing to do. So, let's nest on that for a second as far as our conversation. I think there used to be a time you did your work, you came home and you relaxed. And you didn't do anything until the next day. And as I started started thinking about it, you know, if you own your own business, you're managing the finances, you're managing the growth and the sales and the operations, I don't think you have another day off. You work all the time, your laptop's up all the time. I'd like to know if you feel the same way. But let's say you have a trade, right? Let's say you're an AC guy, an air conditioning guy, or a electrician, or a truck driver. This may be the answer. You go, you have your appointments, right? Assuming you don't own the business. And then you do job one, job two, job three, and you go home. And then a dispatcher says, guess what? Go to job one, two, three, right? They've mapped it out. Now when you go home, I'm guessing you're done, right? I guess unless you get called in, but you know, if you're a retail, you're working all the time. But the question is, when you're done, and assuming you're not a manager, there's got to be a lot freeing about that because you're very task oriented you did it you left you came home and you can relax now you never relax you know you got school you want to school other things at home you have to do. But we live in a world now so many people working virtually, laptops and phones all the time. Seems like you're never done. There's always loose strings. I used to think that about teachers too, you know? You go to school, you do your work, you go home, you get your summers off, but you know what? Being married to one, that's not the case. You come home, they grade papers, put in grades, the laptop, 
Uh, and the phone has not been the best. Best things in the world for separation. Of work, home, play, and a clear delineation that says, guess what? So, you know, we find in the United States, everybody has problems with this. High depression, 80% of the world's psychotic drugs or antipsychotic drugs are prescribed in the US. And there's certain countries that say, uh, you know, you get about two months of vacation. I can't remember where that is, but maybe there's something to that. But or six weeks, I guess. I guess it can take six weeks. People say, well, not having a lot of value. So they don't. And most people take less vacation than what they have. So that's actually an interesting thing. Talk about the wealth gap. People who are strategic thinkers. Money doesn't matter. Maybe they take off those times. They read a ton. They re-energize. I heard... Uh, Jeff Bezos is stepping down from the CEO role. You know what? Great idea. He's not leaving the stage. He's just leaving the crap. He still owns the majority of the company. So, not a bad idea. That's his break. That's his time to think and do what he does best. So, my point in this is that I don't know if there is a point. We've built a system technology around us that I don't know if it serves us or not. Now, I guess it does free up a lot of time for people who work out of their houses and don't have to commute. They don't have to go to the office and 
be part of office politics. And maybe they know how to manage their time so well that they don't have to do as much, right? They do get that quality of life. So, the thought talking to some people is, is I guess it's from what I hear that I could be wrong. It really is uh, what you're able to deal with, right? Maybe it does feel or seem to others like you're taking a vacation or you're relaxing, but if you go on vacation and you're with your laptop, Okay, I'm at mile two. So what else? What's going on? Well, looks like the impeachment trial is gonna start this week with Trump, his second impeachment. I think uh, I explained very clearly. The House representatives voted to impeach Trump, but the Senate did not. So Trump, I guess you call that a bull impeachment? I don't know. But that's what I'm wondering. If they say Trump was impeached twice, was he? Or was he impeached by the House twice? Still not a good thing. But I think sometimes it's uh, the communication. So anyway, that's going on. Schools are going back. I'm finally hearing a lot of stuff here in Georgia about teachers. That they are the, I think it's not Georgia, it's just national. The teachers are really the gatekeepers to these classes, right? Yet, they're not giving teachers the shots before others, right? And that's what, I think there's a lot of teachers leaving. To me, that seems like a no brainer. If teachers feel comfortable in the classroom, Students will be more engaged. They'll want to come to school. They don't have to worry about a super spreader. 
Sorry, hello. So, this seems like it was a big miss from the very beginning. You know, I'm always a half full person. I try to be. But if we ever have something really big hit again, I hope we're going to be ready this time. We're talking about uh, a new outbreak of Ebola. But if we prove that this virus was manufactured, now we know that the ability exists to create something that can dilapidate the country or the world. You know that there'll be something else after this. So, will we be ready? Will we know that teachers should be vaccinated first? Or on the first, will we know nursing homes are the first line of defense and people over the age of 65? Because most likely, any virus is going to impact people with weak immune systems first. My question is are we learning? from this lesson. Are we learning? Really learning? Maybe we did learn and it was political that we didn't execute. You know how there's a uh, lot of conspiracy uh, videos and sometimes you'll get one or right, someone sends you a video like I saw one how long ago was this maybe five years ago and it showed all these mass caskets right just stacked right they're simple but they were sealed but they had a storm somewhere, so all these people were saying, the government, the CDC, the NIH, the government is stocking up on caskets. People were going by these big fenced-in areas and filming. You know, that stuff can be manipulated, you never know. So, then I saw another one. He thought, my gosh, is there something going on? But now, maybe these things weren't that stupid. All these people dying in New York, around the country, all these, more highly contagious 
variants coming out. Maybe the government was more strategic than I thought. You'd like to think that. And think if, uh, if it's hard to listen to me fast forward or go uh, speed up your voice rate so it actually speeds up my sound from normal to 25%, So anyway, there's a lot of bad stuff out there. I know this is very simplistic and you know that. You're not stupid. It's stuff we never hear about. And if it does see the light of day, the media gets a hold of it, right? They start painting it a certain way. The end of the world, right? Because they're trying to sell views and clicks and all that. So herein lies the problem. We want full disclosure, but in some ways we don't. What's that gonna do to us? Right? Do we go through a mass panic? I'm sure there's been threats on major cities probably every day by terrorist groups and things. Do we want to know about everyone? You know, why will I never be a public official? There are issues and questions and answers that need to be made. There's really no way to win. Because so much of our economy, so much of it is based on something we don't even think about. Our good mood. That's two miles. If we weren't in a good mood and we're talking gloom and doom, everything we listen to is negative. We fall into the, the trap, right? We start thinking, it's not me. It's something else I can't control. And maybe you can't. But I don't know if you get my point here. This is an important distinction. There will be things you cannot control and that I cannot control.
it's uh, the question is if we know it what will we do with it right like if you knew the end of the world was tomorrow what would you do right just believe it believe it Tell others about it. Research it. Stress about it. Research and stress. That's the thing. You have to, until you're faced with it, you don't know how you're gonna handle it, but how you handle it is going to, just like the virus, it's gonna impact all the people around you because you, with your incredible relationships and charisma, with you and your incredible charisma, you're gonna tell people, right? You tell your family, brothers, sisters, mom, dads, right? And you're not just gonna say it in a typing way. I must tell you, this is the standard data. It is not true or false. It is not right or wrong. We do not know if it's correct or not. You're gonna flavor it. Right? Oh my gosh, I heard this. Can you believe this? What do you think? Well, yeah, you always thought that. Yeah. Before you know it, people were calling their work, calling their teachers, calling off, scheduling vacations, right? Which is why it's so critical to know the people communicating or the media sources communicating are communicating the facts. What are the facts? Without spin, and then your opinion. Wouldn't it be great if newscasts would work that way? It would go like this. Welcome to the news for Monday. President Biden spoke, right? It's truth, he did speak. He said this specifically. We say it in the exact words that he that came out including ands, thes, etc., and lots of pronouns. This is exactly what was said. He said he did it for this reason. 
read the exact thing, right? Because you ask them. Now, our opinion is, right? So now the person listening watching says, okay, this is where the news breaks from what was said or written to what our opinion of that news was. I don't know how you do that because I mean, there are people that go back to the Gettysburg Address, they go back to history and speeches and uh, when laws were made and they look at the words, even the Constitution, they study the and, right? The it, the way it was written. We do this with the Bible all the time. Sure, it's done that way with the Quran. Because if you do not accept the source the way it was written in its original words, and you start removing words or its context, let's say you had the uh, the voice of it, and you change the emphasis on a certain word, it changes the meaning, right? So that's a problem too. I know we swayed a long way. This is the Mark the Middle podcast. But what we're talking about is interpretation. And news and solutions, right? What do you do to communicate to people, to have them believe you, and to know that in no way was the information shared, manipulated or changed, or emphasized in a way that took it out of context? You know, now that I think about it, the only way to do it, because to go through every written word is too tough, to listen to every C-SPAN speech in its entirety is too tough. The only way to do it is to say, I wrote this article about what you said. Bring it to the content maker and ask them, is this what you meant? Right? Now, I know what you're saying. We caught him in a lie. If we go back and ask him, we'll never have news because they will say what's politically correct 
And after they said that thing they shouldn't have said, they got with their PR people and everything else. But, and this wouldn't be as good for the media, right? So what you do, ask them first. And if they give a different opinion than what you wrote about, that's fine. But your article or newscast has to start with a word opinion. Because, remember, this is our opinion of what was said. We believe it was, it slipped out. But, you see what I'm trying to get at? It's really, really important. Because nobody, nobody, with two hours of sleep, people of an old age, manage, even me, right? Manage every single word. There's just no way to do it. There's no way to know. But there will be a reporter, not for me, but and their whole job is to go through it and find a place and a gotcha, right? That's their whole goal. Because it ties right back to the money, right? Follow the money. No crazy story. No readership. No YouTube videos watched. That's how it works. So, at least you will have separated out and got a comment from the content maker.